This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And I'm doing this live stream uh, just after 8 a.m. on, what is it, June, July 14th? I think it's a Wednesday. Uh, normally, I'm speaking with Anna Kelly. Don't worry. We will be speaking. We just had to move it 30 minutes But what I wanted to do here is while I was on vacation, I jotted down just several ideas, right? I had time to decompress. I had time to kind of internalize a lot of things. And here's one of the ideas that I had that I wanted to share with you. And that is life lessons from the game of Monopoly. I don't know about you, uh, but I have been playing Monopoly or versions of Monopoly for decades. It was something that I played as a kid. It is something that I played with uh, my daughter. And it really, some of the things that I want to share here are life lessons specifically around real estate that I didn't understand until I began being a real estate investor, specifically a real estate investor who is invested in multiple cycles. That's what I want to talk about here. Right. As we wrote in our book, One Rental at a Time, at the time we'd been investing for 15 years. Now it's much closer to 20. We have seen lots of cycles. We have seen sellers markets, buyers markets, banks lending easy, banks lending hard. And, you know, as I was sitting there on the beach, kind of, you know, just relaxing, uh, the game of Monopoly, you know, for whatever reason, jumped in my head and I just I scribbled a bunch of notes. And here are the life lessons that I took from Monopoly. First and foremost, if you don't buy any assets, you just collect 200 bucks when you pass go, it's going to get hard. It's going to get hard. And, you know, I've actually never seen anybody do that in Monopoly, but just think about it, right? You just roll around the board collecting 200 bucks every, I don't know, what is it, every eighth or ninth roll. That's what the rat race is, right? Lots of people unknowingly sign up for the rat race. They're hunting for the cheese, the check. Life may start great when you're out of college, but once you start adding expenses and stress and all of those things, it gets hard. You need to be buying assets, assets that produce cash flow, assets that appreciate as assets that you can leverage. It's something I didn't appreciate. And as if you know my story, we didn't even do for the first 10 years, right? We didn't start till I was 30. So that's the first thing that kind of jumped out at me, uh, you know, that, that Monopoly teaches you. And, you know, we should take the opportunity if you're playing with your kids today to summarize and, and help them understand that. Number two. Always have cash on hand, right? When I was younger playing the game, it was, you know, every role I landed on something, I bought it. And, you know, 
when you buy it and you run out of money and you've got another property, you mortgage. You know, you take you mortgage one of the other properties you have so you can buy the next one. And best as I can tell, that was very similar to what happened in the 08, 06, whatever time frame you want to call it, crash. I saw people just like the game of Monopoly tie all of these assets together and the mortgage on when they were tied and just like the game of Monopoly, it didn't end well. Don't be a real estate investor that over leverages. I know it's sexy when the market goes up, but when you do this for 20 years and you have hundreds if not thousands of friends in the game, you can almost see when somebody is getting over leveraged and they don't even know it. If you read our story, you know we got out of houses right before the crash. We moved into a better asset, an asset that was better leveraged. Yeah, so don't tie your assets together. Don't buy indiscriminately. Have a plan. Don't just keep buying because the banks will lend you money. If you read my story, the only picture in the book is called No Alligators. I don't know what page it's on, page 30 or 40 or whatever it is. But that's because I made a mistake. I thought the bank would be conservative and they gave me more money and they turned a great house into a pain in the neck because it was negative cash flow. So always have cash on hand, right? Some some people could call it reserves. Uh, some people call it dry powder. Don't over leverage. Don't tie assets together. Next, be patient. Be patient. If I've learned anything in this real estate game is when a cycle gets hot, it will cool. What will be a seller's market will turn to a buyer's market. For new investors that are in this in this right now, you don't know any different. So let me just tell you that it will change. Um, I, I am a real estate investor and I do this channel because I really do want to help. But I also share with you what deals we're doing. And one thing I shared with you about 2020 is we wrote hundreds of offers and got nothing. I did that because that was the market, right? It was crazy. Anything listed got sold and bid up. When you get junk selling at retail, not a good time to be a buyer, but do the work. So be patient. What the market taketh away, the market giveth back. Do the homework. Do the work. Learn your market. Focus on cash flow. You'd think it would be so easy, the game of Monopoly, that I would get it. But I didn't get it till I was a landlord. If you take my course, the big thing you're going to work towards in step one or step two is yield. That's how I compare my deals. Cash flow divided by out of pocket produces a yield. I want to know how hard my money is working. Every market across the country has an average yield. Some are low, some are high. I don't tell you where to invest. I just tell you to do the math, do the work. Now is the time when the market slows down, as I've been calling for months now, not crash, just slow down. You as an investor will find motivated sellers. Students are doing it. They're talking about it in the Facebook group all the time. Focus on cash flow. Don't be that appreciation investor. There are flippers right now that don't know it, but they're about to go bust. They're buying ever higher priced properties because, hey, it's been easy for a year and a half. Well, it's not going to be easy forever. Focus on cash flow. How about this? 
You ever uh, you ever play Monopoly with somebody that always insists on buying Park Place and Boardwalk? Most expensive assets are not the best investment. If you know anything about the Monopoly board after playing for a while, just look at the board. There are assets that produce great cash flow and others that are trophy properties. Don't do it. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Don't just focus on three properties or six properties or one side of the board. You've got you've to have some diversification, some, some things. For me, that means houses, apartments, and commercial buildings. I started with houses. We went to apartments. We came back to houses, and now we've had a couple of mixed use. Another one we just got from Eddie. Thanks, Eddie, for watching. Always be the banker. Yeah, always good to be the banker, right? That's a good one. Here's one for you that, again, it was hard to see last year, but it is starting to happen right now. If you're doing the work like I talk about in the course and you're one of the students, some of you have already seen this. You can buy in a discount. You can. It's possible. It was impossible in 2020, but it will happen again. You can buy at a discount when people have to sell. I call them motivated sellers. Motivated sellers were impossible to find in 2020. There was no inventory. But now as the market slows down, as demand as buyers demand goes on vacation, as demand gets frustrated, as listings go up, those motivated sellers will start going, hey, I really need to sell. I need to move to Texas or Tennessee or Florida or wherever. I need to sell. I got a job. I got to go. Students of mine are seeing deals, days on market expand, and offering less than asking and getting them. That's when you find a motivated seller. Always look to negotiate win-win transactions. Right? One of the things that you will see in Monopoly as you get into the game is you start negotiations, trading. Right. Always look for win-win situations. And lastly. Don't just buy everything that you land on. That was a strategy that I used when I was younger. And, you know, sometimes it works out, but it's not a great strategy as markets change and people start to map out where they are. Right? Have a plan. Do the work. So I'd love to hear from you. What other lessons? Eddie gave us one, always be the banker. But I'm just curious, if you're watching this, what other lessons do you take from Monopoly? Life lessons, real estate investing lessons. I would love to hear from you. Go ahead and leave comments below. Uh, again, um, had some time to think about this. I've got a couple other pages of notes I took that I'll do some live streams on later in the week probably. But uh, just want to wish you all the well. Have a great day. And we should be speaking with Anna Kelly here in about 12 minutes. Take care. Bye.